It's time for the Haddock.com radio show. Haddock.com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Haddock.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. On this 10th day of December 2014, we're here with our co-host, Jay Basser, and our technician, uh, Stretch. And uh, we were going to have some uh, folks from the Yale Law School. Uh, So far, they haven't uh, uh, got logged in. Uh, But uh, we'll continue to show if uh, uh, they uh, sign in a little bit later. That'll be fine. Glad to hear from them. Uh, How are you doing today, John? I'm doing okay, Gerald. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Uh, sun shining here, looking nice in Missouri. <laughs> it's uh, ugly and gloomy here today. Oh, my. Uh, uh, at any rate, we were going to discuss uh, uh, sexual harassment. I guess we can go on and discuss that and uh, MST and... Uh, PTSD uh, material. Mm. Uh, now, folks out there, the uh, call-in number, if you have a question or comment, feel free to do so. Our call-in number is 347-237-4819. That call-in number, once again, is 347 
uh, waiting and, uh, you know, the uh, the negative answers y'all received from this non-adversarial system. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think that uh, they understand it's a problem and that it happens more often than not. Uh, we were just talking the other day on the last show about the old boys on the submarine videotaping the female officers in the shower. submarine, I don't know how in the world that could happen uh, at such close quarters. Uh, I imagine uh, when the truth has come out on it, there's probably more than one guy involved. Uh, I probably shouldn't say that, but... Well, that's true. The one that's seen it and didn't report it should be in trouble also. Yeah, I, I think he So, you're be. right. Uh, and you know, on a submarine, it's hard to, I would imagine now, it's hard to pull anything off uh, such as that uh, without someone else being aware of it. Uh, it's pretty close, close quarters. And, and uh, so, but at, at any rate, they discovered it and, and they're, they addressed the issue and I'm sure the proper punishments will be dealt out. The biggest problem that we face in our military, anywhere in the world, actually, you can regulate all you want to. You can pass rules, and but one thing you cannot regulate is human behavior, Gerald. That's true. That's true. I mean, uh, you know, these are young guys, and and they did just for ordinance and nothing else, uh, and. Uh, they let their curiosity get the best of them or whatever. Uh, they knew better. You know that. Uh, they knew better. Well, it all deals with the way they were raised, you know, too. I mean, it's, uh, you know, the times are different now than the way they were back in the old days when we were raised. Yeah. Well, true. That is true. Uh, uh, yeah, they're, they're a lot more lenient when they were in their uh, raising uh, nowadays. Uh, used to, you pull a stunt like that, you got the tar whooped out of you, you know. Yeah, it used to, you know. Now you take a switch to a child and you lose your job. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you're not allowed to whoop your child. So society itself's got a lot to do with this. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a society thing as a whole. Uh, it seems like there's no respect for uh, anyone else. It's, it's a loss of uh, it's a moral issue and lost loss of respect, and uh, that's not taught anymore. Uh, no, it's not. Evidently, even in schools, you know, uh, uh, schools used to be pretty strict. No, I got he my, my More values are gone. <laughs> yeah. You know, more values are gone, so that's that's the problem. But the VA should take care of those folks that have those issues, and the ones that actually cause the issues need to be, uh, you know, they, they need to be prosecuted and put out of service. Absolutely, yeah. You know, we, yeah, they, uh, uh, they should be dealt with properly. And, uh, well, you're, especially on board a boomer submarine like that, you know, I mean, you've got a mission, and your mission is to uh, protect our interest abroad. And uh, at a given moment, you know, you're supposed to be able to go to a certain death and deliver your payload. And, uh, of course, it's never happened before, but, you know, they should be ready. ready readiness is the biggest issue. They always have to be ready. They're always and, course it can be a very stressful job and uh, so you know they should do a lot better job of psychologically screening these folks and try to look up uh, try to try to figure out key points and see if folks are going to do something like that and and try to cut that off you know yeah uh, uh, maybe uh, 
maybe that's uh, one answer. They uh, screen them a lot more closely than what they have. Uh, yep, or that's true. Change the screening process. You know, uh, you get on a submarine and uh, you can be under the water for how many months? You know, a long time. And, and yeah, but, Gerald, you know, we can... We can request and propose as many ideas as possible for them guys to change something, but, you know, it's been my experience anytime you request the government or the government agency to change something or do something, you're, you're, you're talking to a bunch of know-it-alls. Yeah, well, so, unfortunately, that's true. They're not very open-minded about uh, changes. No, they won't. It's a, you know, they do things their own way, so it's going to stay the same because... The only way it's going to fix, you know, there's no way to fix it. It's kind of a bleak outlook on the situation, but at least the VA's getting a little more involved and helping folks out. Usually they just deny the claim because they never reported it and keep denying and keep denying, you know, and it's basically your word against the VA. So what's a veteran going to do? Uh, yeah, we are seeing some winning cases. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm glad to see that. At least the VA's doing that uh, a little bit better. Uh, I yep. don't know how it is nationwide, per se. Uh, I, I know that on had it, we've, we've seen some success stories. So yep. uh, that's, that's really good. Yeah, you can go to www.hadit.com and you can look at the archives, and they've got a form that covers all this stuff, and you can just put, you can do a little search there, and you can. You can just read away. You you, uh, you probably sit there and read for days on it, days on end on all the issues and things like that that's happened to folks. Yes, you know. Best thing about you can. The, no, best thing about the it website is you got a diverse uh, group of membership, and it's worldwide. So you know you see everything firsthand as to what's going on. You know you can. And you can read their information, their posts, and you can just about figure out what's really going on, you know, but uh, without, you know, going into too much detail. But you can tell something's wrong. Uh, just know, uh, tend to your claim. If you have a claim in, uh, you're the one that knows everything that transpired that... Uh, uh, worked itself up into the claim, so uh, pursue your claim if you have a, a BSO or uh, someone helping you, be sure they're properly qualified and and that they'll uh, do their due diligence when it comes to uh, uh, working your claim because that's extremely important. And can save you a lot of lost time. Uh, you know, every time you make a mistake on the claim, uh, you can lose a couple of years real easy. Well, I'll tell you, Joe, once you get stuck in that uh, rut or that ditch, and uh, you get stuck in the denialville and having to wait for the appeals process and, you know, not knowing what you need for your claim. And, you know, you try to give them all the information they have, and, you know, a lot of times they have the information, they just didn't look at it, so, you know, that's just the way it is. That's part of the system. That's the way it is, and uh, yeah. if you get stuck in that uh, AMC Appeals Management Center, you're in a black hole. Yeah, I don't know what they do with them. They sit on them for so long, and then they'll eventually dig them out. Well, you have to look at it. It's another disability system, and they're going to put as many roadblocks in front of you as they can. And they do. And they yeah, do. So. Yeah, it's I, kind I of like see that changed, uh, but I don't see nothing in the works. It's, uh, it looks very promising. So. <laughs> well, I don't think a certain organization we have can do anything right, to tell you the truth. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so. uh, it's going to be business as usual, and uh, uh, so might as well uh, understand the fact that it's going to, 
doing a claim, following the claim, and getting a satisfactory results, uh, can, it can vary. I've seen them done as quick as six months or even sooner. But then I've seen them go for years. Uh, it's uh, unreal. I, I think every regional office has a different criteria. I think you need to have a training program and get everybody involved with it and train them how to do their jobs according to the regulations instead of trying to misinterpret the regulations in their favor. And that's what they do. Uh, I know I've been in arguments with them. Uh, so that's not what it says. Said, well, that's our interpretation or my interpretation. Well, yep. uh, you're... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the way it is. They interpret, and that's just you know the way they see things, and you know they send you to a CMP exam, and they ask the CMP exam questions, you know, and they get an idea in their head, and they they lay that on the CMP examiner, and if he follows their idea, then you're just about done. Well, you know, John, I still have the feeling that everyone that touches a claim should. Have their name attached to it all the way through the claims process, mm-hmm. and and then whenever you hit these stumbling blocks that we have uh, with the claims, it forces it that'll force it into uh, an appeal status. Uh, they need to go back and backtrack and see where did this problem start in this claim process. That's true. Uh, you know who who in the world uh, said this or said that? Uh, you know, like we were talking, a matter of interpretation. That's not my interpretation. Well, the, the 38 CFR to me seems to be uh, pretty doggone clear, uh, and. Uh, Well, that's the situation, Gerald. That's kind of the way it is, you know. 
What's the veteran going to do? Well, yeah, what's the veteran going to do? You just have to keep appealing and and, uh, hoping for a statement of case that makes sense to you. Or, you know, when you receive them statement of cases, pay attention to them because that tells you what that particular individual, whoever wrote it up, is... Uh, he's expecting out of you. Usually, it's it's pretty wild sometimes. Uh, things uh, I've seen a lot of mistakes come from uh, statement cases. Uh, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. Yes, I am. And uh, it it's like they're just trying to send you off in the wild blue yonder and. And no hopes of getting what you, uh, what they're requiring you to uh, provide. And when they're sitting on all the pertinent information, uh, uh, that's what gets me. I never could figure that one out. Well, they're in the catbird seat. Yeah. You know, they're driving the truck. You somehow got to get behind the wheel of that truck without them stopping. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's ugly. That's what it is. But it's been ugly for years. Yes, it has, and and I don't see much change. So you might as well, uh, anyone out there thinking about filing a claim, be sure to uh, uh, get with some good people that will advise you properly. That's quite important. Uh, uh, if you get a BSO, check them out. Find someone that uh, uh, will refer you to a good uh, BSO. And, you know, you don't have to use a BSO in your own county. Uh, you can use one somewhere else. Uh, so that's kind of nice. You can find a good one. And the one thing... I would recommend looking for if they say they got like 300 claims and blah blah blah. I'd be a little leery of them uh, because I don't see how you can uh, one BSO can handle 300 claims. Uh-uh. Uh, uh, you want someone, you know, they're not going to be able to do uh, justice to uh, to them. It don't make sense. You can't handle that much. Don't make sense at all, Gerald, in the situation. No. No. But, uh, Some of my, the best BSOs that I know are regulate how many claims they handle, and usually uh, it's seven or eight at, at the best, at the most, uh, at a time, because that way they can work them. Well, they got a certain number they do, so that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, so they need better training. Yeah. Better training. So what do you think some ways them guys could improve, Gerald? Do you think they could take some classes, or can they go to the V and get training, or how do they do that, do you know? Uh, well, they, uh, I think that their classes are not adequate. Obviously, they're not adequate, or the BSOs are not screened properly. Uh, we have a whole slug of BSOs out here that uh, uh, shouldn't be BSOs, in my opinion. Uh, uh, it, it's more than just filling out a few forms. Uh, you got to know the system. you got to know the 38 CFR and uh, how to apply them. And so much of that, uh, a claim is is more than likely, when a claim gets goofed up, it's in the very beginning. And that's when you're usually seeking the aid of a BSO. And 
I believe all too many times they want to include everything. If you got a sore toe or, or your little finger aches or something, they want to put it down as part of your claim. And uh, you should be more concerned about the serious ailments. If, if you can't code your ailment in the 38 CFR, which has codes for all your ailments, if you're not able, if it's not something in there that has a code, then I would question whether or not you even should put it down as part of your claim. I, I, I don't think that's beneficial at all. And you should claim your your more serious uh, ailments and and uh, let some of the others fall by the wayside. You get a claim too complex, and you're you're in serious trouble because uh, it's going to cost you down. It's going to cost you a lot of time. You're probably better off handling one or two issues at a time than you are a whole slug up. I think a lot of people make that mistake. They claim too many things. Yeah, they do. They do. It's uh, it's sad. It is well, sad what it, it is. Yeah, it is sad because, uh, you know, here's a guy, uh, Raider, he opens it, or whoever's working on your claim, he opens the page, and here's your, my God, this this guy here, he must be in the hospital, uh, uh, in really bad shape, and and uh, it's not good to, to claim too many issues when you start out. Mm-hmm. Get one issue going, then turn around, file for another one. You know, it might be easier to file on, uh, one issue at a time. I don't know. What you're thinking on that, John? No, you need to do them all at one time. It all depends on the complexity of the issues, too. You might want to consider uh, things that you're be 0% for and holding off on. But, uh, you know, stick it to the major issues. But, you know, if it's rateable, um, it's better to have a little piece of the pie than uh, uh, just to get the crust, you know. 0% is just yeah. the crust. So, you know, that's what holds the rating. Well, yeah, uh, they can give you a zero rating for uh, different issues. Well, <clears throat> let's see what else we have here. Oh, we were talking about also um uh, uh, getting ripped off. This is the holiday season. Folks, be really careful. Uh, on the holiday seasons, uh, it's so easy uh, uh, to to get ripped off. Uh, if someone steal your credit card number or your debit card, uh, they recommend don't don't use your debit card out there. Uh, use a credit card. That way you got some protection. If you use your debit card and they uh, uh, were to get your PIN number uh, uh, somehow, uh, and, and they can clean out your bank account real easy. So... I think even you would you was mentioning, John, that you was up there uh using your your card and somebody's up there right <laughs> right behind looking over your shoulder. Yeah, you tell uh, them to back up, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta watch that stuff. Uh, uh some of these people are pretty doggone slick, uh, how they get these numbers and stuff. Yeah. They're pretty slick now. They've got all kinds of different tricks they use. And then your cars, uh, uh, t- 
take a blanket or something if you buy stuff and leave it in your automobile covered up or somewhere. Uh, yeah, they even had these old boys following around the UPS truck. As soon as they dropped them off, they were picking them up. And they got caught that on the cell phone video. The cell phone they caught the guys. Yeah, yeah, they caught them. Uh, I hope they give them a, 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 a good long term in the in sales. Uh, feed them bread and water for a while. Bread and water. Make them look little rocks out of big ones for about 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's horrible. Uh, but uh, there's everything going on. Uh, yep. Uh, as it is. It's back, terrible. Uh, during Christmas season, especially. So. Just watch the news. Yeah. Just watch, watch the news. You. You see all kinds of stuff. Uh, it's. Uh, we used to never hear that uh, when I was younger, but it, it's sure going on now. Yeah, it is. It is. I tell you, there's a lot of stuff going on. Oh, yeah. So, the world's in turmoil. You know, you don't want to travel abroad and things like that. Now, that's... (laughs) I would not recommend under any circumstances leaving the continental United States. Uh... Unless you're going to Alaska or Hawaii, maybe. Uh, it gets too dangerous out there. It seems like the whole world hates Americans. They do, and don't they? It, it appears that way. It, it's unreal. As long as you're giving them money, even now, uh, we still give them the money and they still hate us. <laughs> What's that? Uh, that don't make sense. Why do you uh, get people who are trying to kill you money? Uh, but they do. Uh, crazy government. But, yep. Uh, and yesterday, that one deal yesterday, I uh, know we don't... Uh, discuss government issues much, but that lady got on there and divulged all the uh, uh, waterboarding and all this and that. I I just don't think that was right. Uh, I don't think that was the right thing to do. Uh, 6,000 pages of information how they interrogated people. I know if a regular soldier or a military person had done that, uh, they would put them in Fort Leavenworth. Well, there's different different opinions on that, Gerald. Okay, you got some folks say, oh, no, they're so cruel to these people, these poor people. Most of the people that waterboarded are people that are just trying to kill you. Yeah. It really shouldn't matter of that, you know. They've got to get information out. They know what they got to do it is make them fear. They will cut your head off at a bat of an eye, and yeah. and the uh, and your your little baby's head too. They they cut uh, children's heads off. <laughs> we had an issue here several years ago. We had a soldier that lived here in uh, the Great Bluegrass State. Uh, he was a uh, what do you call it uh, train trainee that volunteer that the seals or somebody used to practice interrogation tactics and things like that on. Uh-huh. I mean, they put that guy through the ringer. Even you know he asked for the beating, he got it. <laughs> oh my land! But it messed him up, and uh, he filed a claim with the VA because you know it really messed him up, and they denied him. And our state jumped in and threatened to sue the VA in order to take, to take care of that. That's the only time I've ever seen a state jump in and threaten to sue the VA. See, a state can do that. Well, I'm glad they did. 
Yeah, so uh, even I think the congressman got involved too. I believe it might have been Ben Chandler when he was a congressman. But uh, I'll have to look at it, but they don't have it. I post it on there. That's a, <laughs> that's a heck of a deal. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, one thing, too, uh, John, uh, these people uh, from out of the country that volunteer in the service and uh, used to... Uh, if if an individual, for instance, they come in from Mexico or they come down from Canada and they joined the, the military and they went and fought for the United States, they were granted citizenship. Yeah. And and uh, now I understand that uh, there's a lot of them that they're. Uh, kicking out of the country. Uh, <laughs> now, what's going on with that? I don't know. Back in World War One, we had a lot of immigrants coming over on the ships from the from the eastern part of the nation, <clears throat> from uh, you know uh, France and places like that, and Italy. Yeah. And they, you know, they came out. As a matter of fact, they built New York. You know, basically. But then World War One started. They came over and got off the boats, and men would go straight down to the. They had a line sit there, and you signed up. As soon as you got off the boat, signed up, you went to the service. Yes, yes. And you earned your stripes in the service, and you know they took care of you that way. That gave you a job and a place to stay and stuff. You know they let them get set up. But uh, that's how this country was founded, you know, on immigration. But it's a different type of immigration, you know. Uh, we're all immigrants, Gerald, except for the Indians. That's right. That's right. So, you know, but, uh, you know, it's... The Indians uh, are the only true natives we have here. And, so so uh, when, Columbus, when Columbus stepped foot on the shore of the United States of America at the time, I wonder if the Indians stopped and said, let's see your green card. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish they had them. Gerald, we'll start something new on this show. <clears throat> we, I want to start something called the joke of the day. The joke of the day. Yeah. Okay. What's the joke of the day, John? The joke of the day is come courtesy of HadIt.com. And, and uh, this one person posted on Hadit. They heard the president via secretary told the press that their goal is to end all backlog by 2015. <laughs> yeah, uh, I uh, had read that. And, uh, of course, I had to giggle because I don't believe it for one minute. Oh, they'll end the backlog. Well, they can do that. They can do that in one day. They can do that, but they're not going to do that. Shotgun denial. Oh, yeah, they get that machine gun out with the denial letters. Well, Put them suckers out there. They they do have a real past denial rubber stamp. That that sucker really moves quick. Uh, I think they lost their approval stamp, but uh, uh, they still got that denial stamp, and they keep that sucker going. No, drill. It's kind of like budget cuts. Yeah. You know, they got, uh, you know, remember the old commercials on TV where they would come in and have a meeting and somebody had, had the pen, the ink pen? They had one ink pen for 50 people. And they were sitting there yeah. in a meeting. With, Who's got the pen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so they've got, they've got hundreds and hundreds of denial stamps, but only one approval stamp. And yeah. it's usually, uh, yeah. I guess it goes to each regional office every week, you know. God, I don't know. They pass it around. They said they were dealing with that uh, key for the uh, atomic bomb, some kind of wrench that they were passing around from one post to another with UPS or FedEx, which was just ungodly unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if I yet believe that. (laughs) It goes on them $500 toilet seats. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, that's unreal. 
but you know, you're right. They they can eliminate the uh, uh, backlog real quick. They can just say, well, everybody uh, after the uh, you know today and backwards uh, here, uh, you're going to have to start over. So the, the backlog solved, and uh, uh, I figure if they ever. That's probably where they're headed. I know they'd like to do that. But uh, I think the backlog will continue on for quite a while. Well, you have to look at what happens. You know, the backlog is going to stay the backlog because the system isn't changed enough and they don't have the correct type of quality assurance and maintaining control of it. You're going to have all kinds of issues blow up in the future anyways. You know, you're going to have one scandal after the other because that's the way it's been the past several years. You know, one scandal after the other with both entities, the VBA and the VHA. Yeah. You know, they had uh, Shredder Gate going on years ago. They had, uh, uh, you know, I call it Chuck and Duck. They had that problem. Uh, they uh, Somebody stole a laptop with a lot of folks' information on it. And uh, let that get out of control, and then the hospital started doing a selective scheduling, making it like the veteran was being seen on time when actually he wasn't, so they can get bonus money. So uh, they must have uh, done something with that issue. I don't hear no more about that. Uh, uh, I don't know uh, if veterans are getting seen in a timely fashion or not, uh, but uh, I know me right now, and they're only seeing me like once a year, so uh, but if you have outside uh, care, evidently that's what they do with you. <laughs> that's what they do. But, I mean, I mean, I don't think somebody's sitting around personally doing that. I think the system's got uh, involved that it's just, it just winds up that way. You know, there's so many roadblocks in place. And I tell you what, you guys, you ever seen these things, these banks, when you go through the drive through window and you drive out of the bank and they got these big teeth coming up out of the ground and you run over them to get outside of the parking lot? Oh, yes. If you go the opposite way, it'll tear your tires all to pieces. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have seen roadblocks. So, it's just the way it is. It's the way it is. Did see a report this morning about uh, this company was uh, found guilty and charged for overcharging their troops for food and stuff and water where they were in the Middle East. Did you see that? Oh, no, I didn't see that one. Yeah, uh, I was trying to locate it and see what's going on here. Overcharging the troops for food. Yeah. Uh, what was it, like a Booger King or something? Or? No, 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 no. It was a supplier to the government. Oh, a supplier country. to the government. Of course, it was a foreign country. So what are we doing letting foreign countries supply our troops and food? My God, that'd scare me to death. Uh, mm-hmm. Why would you? Uh, no way. Uh, I know here uh, they had a deal I was reading, uh, uh, well, last week or so, uh, where they was cut their troops back to two meals a day, uh, which I thought was just outrageous. Uh, hopefully uh, that's not true. I don't know if it's true or not. That's enough to get my attention. Uh, uh, Now, uh, but foreign countries shouldn't be providing food for troops at all. We have the ways and means to get proper uh, uh, food over to to our troops. Well, uh, that's true. I need to find that story. We don't need anyone. Especially a foreign entity uh, supplying food for our troops. I 
wouldn't like that at all. Yep. I wonder who was the bonehead that set that thing up. That is true. So, <clears throat> but there's all kinds of different stories. Contractor pleads guilty to major fraud and provision of supplies to U.S. troops in Afghanistan. The, the privately held Swiss company called Supreme Food Service, GMBH. Um, they filed False Claims Act. They, uh, the contractors to provide food and water to U.S. troops serving in Afghanistan. They pleaded guilty in Eastern District. Pennsylvania to pay $288.36 million in the criminal case. That was the maximum sum they could have paid in a fine. Uh, what did they do? Okay. okay, now I'd say ripped off. They entered to a contract with the Defense Supply Center in Philadelphia, the DLA now, providing food and water for forces serving in Afghanistan. Um... Uh, they devised and implemented a scheme to overcharge the United States in order to make profits over and above those provided in an $8.8 billion substance prime vendor contract. So they actually really, really busted their hind end. Even though they were getting $8 billion, they still wanted more. Good grief. That's Switzerland, do. Yeah. Why couldn't an American company do that? Why, why, why do we have to use somebody from Switzerland? Feed our troops. Yeah. That's not right. We, we don't need anyone from any country. We can feed our troops. That's right. We need to feed our own troops from, from food here. And American prepared. We've got too many outsourcing and too many people, you know, there's too much stuff going on like that. Especially when it comes to the military. Uh, uh, you hear one issue after another. This, you know, this is one of many, John. Uh, we have uh, uh, a lot of their uh, parts for their aircraft, I understand now, is coming from foreign entities. And, mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah, they got that new uh, engine coming out. It's, uh, it's supposed to be a pretty awesome thing. It's in one of the fighters, but... Uh, Usually when a plane takes off, you know, you have to kick into afterburners, especially an aircraft carrier. Yeah. New afterburners, man, they burn a lot of fuel. They do. I mean, they'll yeah. burn up, but their 14 Tomcat burned up almost half its fuel taken off and had to refuel as soon as it took off. Oh, my. That's one of the reasons they got rid of the plane. The plane technologically is better, still better than we got now, but now they got that new engine that's uh, more of a, like a ramjet engine. It takes off and... It keeps winding and winding and winding. You know, you don't have no afterburn, but it'll, it'll go as fast as you want it to go. Boy. So it'll run up. It'll get, it'll, you know, it'll boogie. You know, it might take a few minutes to get there, but it will. So that's a new streamlined engine they're going to be using. It's uh, going to save a lot of fuel cost. Well, that's good. Yeah, so, I mean, but... Uh, you know, they need to start thinking, using some common sense about this stuff. Do we want foreign entities feeding our troops? <clears throat> you know, who's we the face of me? Yeah, we who, don't want foreign enemies, uh, entities uh, making parts for our our uh, military either. Right, but you get said somebody sneaks in there and sets in some poison and some of that food, you're going to kill all our troops before they can get on the battlefield. You know, you don't do that. You need to keep your security here. You need to keep your troop stuff here. You know, anything dealing with the military needs to be state and it's done right here. I'll be. You know, yeah. that's just unreal. I, right. I would have never thought that, that they'd ever allow food to be processed uh, in another country. Well, yeah, it's, un- it's difficult to understand that. And, of course... Now, to tell you the truth, uh, our situation we've had with this foreign trade agreement and all this other stuff we've had going on over the years, sending all these jobs and businesses overseas to different countries, 
you know, it's nothing but greed. And uh, now look what the greed's cost them. You know, a lot of they, a lot of stuff. I guess they can't make here anymore because it's not here. Uh, yeah, that's right, John. Uh, they've sent a lot of our tooling overseas, and uh, <clears throat> I would like to see someone in in uh, in a you know position of power or Congress to call this stuff back. I mean, when whenever you give out. If, if you're having another foreign entity preparing food for your troops, that don't make sense. <laughs> Just like at Stealth Fighter, you spend all this money on Area 51 and redo it and spend all this money for special coatings and all this implementing this fighter and all them billions upon billions of dollars. And you keep everything so secret. People thought that fighter was an actual flying saucer. Yeah. And then yet the parts are made overseas. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. Hello out there. Is there anybody uh, in the Pentagon? Who's calling them kind of shots? I mean, who's uh, making those type of decisions? Uh, my special, interest. special interest is doing a lot of stuff, buddy. It must be. Yeah, we need uh, to put stop all that stuff. All of our military should originate from right here in this country. Every boat, nut, everything. Yeah. Well, what's our preamble say? For the people and by the people? It don't say for the company and by the company, does it? No, it don't. Yeah. And so. for certain, our food should be prepared here for our military. Yeah, this is all part of the spiral, downward spiral, Joe. Well, it is. Uh, yeah, free fall. It's 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 difficult to sit here and watch that type of stuff. Uh, it really is. It makes you makes you think, don't it? It does make you think, and. Uh, What's the overall plan? What what are they gaining? They don't have Somebody's a gaining, and certainly not the United States of America. Somebody else, foreign entities are gaining, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the United States is becoming more and more vulnerable. Uh, we're now the number. We're now the number two world economy. You know that, don't you? Yes, I do. Uh, the Chinese uh, have. Have uh, out uh, sourced us now. Uh, that's with U.S. tax dollars, mind you, and a lot of U.S. tax dollars subsidized industries going to China. Well, I'd turn them ships around and send them back myself. Uh, I think so. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, they said Chinese Navy's going to be larger than ours in, what, about 2025? There is no excuse for that. None whatsoever. And ladies and gentlemen out there, you need to, to wake up and pay attention to what's going on around you. you you'll be at all. <laughs> I mean, you will. <laughs> Well, we're older, you know. We've seen a lot of things happen in the world that young folks haven't seen. Well, we have. You know, we've watched this come up from the 60s. This started back probably before then, but uh, it really started hard-hitting in the 60s, and it's taken them this long. Uh, Your textiles went out. Your shoes went out. Uh, Just... One item after another. It's and they they keep sending it off to another country. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're paying Joe, if you're paying Joe American twenty bucks an hour to make a certain part for a car, and you can get uh, Pedro down there in Mexico to make it for four dollars a day, what are you going to do? Uh, yeah, but I know look, it sounds silly, but. Uh, 
You got this corn over in China. It's radioactive corn. It it pops right in the bag and produces (laughs) light at the same time. (laughs) I got a question. I got a question. You know, I, I... I have three uncles that were in the Navy during World War II on ships that were loaded with asbestos, and all three of them died of lung cancer. And I was on two ships around the Vietnam era that the Ranger and the Saratoga were loaded with asbestos. And uh, I'm having some lung problems. I'm just wondering if uh, if this asbestos-related lung diseases can be inherited. No. I just want to make sure that the VA don't... That. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. No, asbestos is a foreign material, foreign object. You can't inherit a foreign object. You can breathe a foreign object in. But, uh, no, there's no there's no chance in the world, Stretch, that if you've got asbestosis or asbestos-related lung disease, that it's inherited and anybody that says so is a fool. <clears throat> Any doctor says okay. that he's medical license revoked. The VA uses that term a lot. It's inherited. Or it's, uh, what do they say, congenital. 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 Yeah, they try to make a lot of stuff congenital. That means they don't have to pay yeah, I've for got, it. I've got, five, I've got five bones in my neck that are broken. And apparently I was born with a broken neck by the VA. Yeah. Of course, I got well, proof that I had a terrible accident hit my face real hard on the ground, knocked my teeth out, and broke my neck. And they say what that the doctor I was born with. When you was born, what did the doctor deliver you with, a jackhammer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had one of those long cables, you know, from the flight deck. You know, it was yeah. right out of there. Oh, catapult cable. No. Yeah. That's how they... Yeah, they'll do things like that, but you're stretched. You got to hang in there. Usually, if you got something in your situation going on, they're going to they're going to try to aggravate you and make you as mad as possible because they know you've yeah, already had doing some, a good job. You've already had some CVAs and stuff, so you know it's they'll try to push your buttons. Don't let it, don't let them get to you. Yeah, I ain't gonna let them get to me. These folks ain't stupid. They 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 want you to think they are, but they're not stupid. Yeah, that's for sure. They know exactly what they're doing. <laughs> Something to send you at right into the appeals process. They figure, you well, that's two years. We don't have to worry about it, you know. You remember the Navy term, stretch, bohica? Yeah, but <laughs> I barely remember what foobar meant. No, What's what bohica Bend over, here it comes again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Uh oh. Since this is about MST and stuff, there's more than most people when they think of MST or military sexual trauma, they they think of females. It's both. But there are a lot of males that are involved in that too. Yes, they are. So. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of stuff like that involved. But I want to tell you something. It's not just the uh, MST. Now, also that is basically right in the same category as personal assault. You know that, Mike? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's it's in the yeah. same grouping. It's treated by the same folks. So you know, it don't have to be a MST. It can be an assault. There's a lot of people that were assaulted too. Yeah, a lot of them. Some of them had it right now, just finally coming on there. Mm-hmm. And those people are pretty bitter. A couple of males are talking about this stuff, you know. That takes Despite a, their you bitterness, know. they can still become service connected. That's right. They should be. Well, I was assaulted when I was in service. I got stabbed. Wouldn't that be classified as assault? You well, I was insulted. I was insulted all the time. I was insulted all the time. <laughs> them damn chiefs were mean. I was insulted. Oh, you said assaulted. Okay. Girl, did you file a claim for that? <laughs> no. I didn't Why know didn't I you? Could. 
Uh, yeah, I got an eight-inch scar on my leg. Uh, what the hell happened? That, why don't you have a claim for that in? Well, I don't know. I need to have. You got a record where you treated with it? Well, yeah, it's in my service record. Get it. Thought you claim. I'll be near. Yeah, they, give, they sent that guy to Leavenworth about five years. That's a direct gone. service connection, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Even the scar should be 10%. Yeah. I can't remember who I had it had that similar. Mm-hmm. Guys went yeah. to Leavenworth, several of them that uh, were. Guys are myself. Yeah, that's, that's in Kansas, ain't it? Leavenworth's yep. in Kansas, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, I even want to stab someone else, and I jumped in there and, uh, in between them and. Somehow the other during the struggle, I got stabbed. Anyway, they sent him to Leavenworth. They should have should have put a noose around his neck. Well, yeah. They didn't have right, they tie an ice cube around his neck up there in Alaska. They did. They had a lot of ice cubes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Where was that? What are you doing? He's an executive chef up there. What are you doing getting stabbed and serve some bad food or something? Well, I was taken up with this other guy, and, you know, and uh, I just stepped in to help this other guy. Uh, That's like a local local two. Two hours down, he was going to get his throat cut, and I jumped in there. Just like a local. It's like a local TV station every time they have a car accident or something like that on the news. Alcohol was a factor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but now you need to check that out, Gerald, and file that claim. That's a quickie. Yeah, that ought to be a no-brainer. Yep, you got Never pictures of that scar, that. Yeah, I got it. Does it ever hurt to go painful and stuff start hurting you? Just when I look at it, <laughs> yeah, it 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 bothers me sometimes. So. You know, if you got a scar on your face, that pay that, that's a higher percentage. You know that? Oh, that's on my leg. Okay. A medic sold that right there in barracks. Mm. But How many stitches right you have to have? Eight. Well. It's eight or ten. Anyway, that's in my files. Alrighty. Well, I think, are we out of time, Stretch? Yeah, we can run over. Okay. Well, cause I'd like to kind of get with Gerald off the show here and take care of that issue he's working on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know what you mean. Okay, well, we can close it off. I want to thank our guest speaker for not showing up today. Yeah, it was a good show. I hope they come back. Uh, well, they're welcome back anytime. And guys, we got some changes coming to the show format, so they'll be advertised here pretty soon. So there's going to be a few few changes to formats, and there might be another show or two added, and some, we're going to have some fun here in the future. Sounds good. Alrighty. Yeah, I think uh, T-Bird's running across some some new prospects here. We're going to see what what we get put together. Yeah, that'll work. That'll work. Well, I think we are out of time, John. Well, thanks for having me on, Gerald. Well, thanks for coming on, John. Thank you, Stretch, for being there. And... uh, remember, folks, uh, it does have a donate button. Uh, feel free to donate a little bit, whatever you can. Uh, it's certainly appreciated, and it goes towards the website. No one collects any fees, uh, and uh, the money is used, uh, 100% of it is used for uh, to maintain the 
the website. So, uh, uh, okay, I'll, I'll put up our disclaimer. Okay, go ahead. You've been listening to the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Master Show. Okay, Gerald. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, this will be Gerald Cook with Jay Master and uh, Stretcher, and uh, we're all wishing you a good day, and uh, uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll be signing off for now. <laughs>